Cleveland Cavaliers are not on the slate for Friday, March the 2nd, but Mike McClure, we would be remiss if we did not start the podcast off with a no soup for you joke. No soup for you. No, that was not a joke, Mike. That was just you saying the words that I literally just said. No soup for you. Everybody knows what the joke is. And it's okay, J.R. Smith. Sometimes you get mad and you throw food at people. Just hope it wasn't a hot bowl of soup. Like, I hope no one got burned in the process. Just one game for J.R. Smith. That's probably the big news of the NBA, but not the big news for this slate. Let's just jump right into that. Michael Kidd Gilchrist and Cody Zeller, questionable for the Hornets. DeAndre Bimbry is out for the Hawks. Tyreek Evans, Chandler Parsons, and Deontay Davis are out for Memphis. Jamichael Green, Andrew Harrison, questionable. Wayne Selden, probable. Yes, the Memphis Grizzlies are back to giving us all of the news. Chicago Bulls going to be without Justin Holiday, Robin Lopez, and Paul Zipser. We will guess wrong on Cristiano Felicio again. Tony Snell and Matthew Dellavedova, doubtful for the Bucks. OG Anuobi. How bad did I screw that up? Doubtful for the Raptors. Tyson Chandler, TJ Warren, questionable for the Suns. Taj Gibson, questionable for the Wolves. Danilo Gallinari is out for the Clippers. Mike, that is a ton of news for the top of the show. That is a lot of news. And that, you know, some of those guys are still questionable. So we've got more actual news coming later this afternoon. Yeah, what I expect is going to happen is we're going to just talk about expecting this guy is going to play or not going to play. And then about the 25-minute mark of the podcast, you're going to break in with news that's totally different than what we've been talking about. There will not be any news, though, that changes my must-play. I don't think Jabari Parker had his price held down by the fact that his ownership was low in his most recent game because it was the second half of a back-to-back, and his performance was down because he only played 18 minutes. But if you look at what Parker did... In the two games before his most recent game, you see him working up to the 24 to 26 minute range. You see him living in that 27 to 31 fantasy point range. And that's what I expect from Jabari Parker moving forward. He's just 4,700 on DraftKings, 49 on FanDuel. An enormous value in my opinion. Yeah, I like Jabari Parker a lot, uh, for all of the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, you know, and then additionally, Tony Snell is going to be, he's doubtful for tonight. Uh, Delvadova is doubtful. You know, there's just a little more to go around. And Giannis is probable, but he does have, he's dealing with a little bit of an eye injury. Maybe he's not 100%. So I definitely like Parker. My must play is going to be Michael Beasley. Uh, I Weird. Know we've... Really strange, Mike. Yeah. So the thing with Beasley is kind of like Parker. Last game, uh, really didn't play well. We kind of thought he might play okay against Golden State. Only managed 9.8 fantasy points in 25 minutes. Uh, I can throw that game out completely. The good news is, is the price point came crashing back down. He's only 5,500 on FanDuel. Uh, I think this is a great spot for Beasley and the Knicks. I, I really like the Knicks team here tonight against the Clippers. Uh, we've kind of talked about, I talked about the other day with Chris on the show, the Clippers got guys out there playing 35 minutes that really shouldn't be playing 35 minutes a game right now. And, so and that's Beasley a good should thing be for Michael Beasley. Those, yes. are the, those are the types of guys he likes to be surrounded by. I would like, because I've heard you say many times on this show, some might say too many times, that Michael Beasley is in a really good spot tonight. So can you define for us what would be a bad spot for Michael Beasley? Uh, I mean, you know, a bad pace game maybe. Uh, But this is one of the highest scoring, projected scoring games of the night. So, you know, a tough defensive matchup with a team that ranks well and and a poor pace would be a non-good spot for Michael Beasley. I think he'd still be your must play. I might stay away of the day. Victor Oladipo in that same game as Jabari Parker. He's still $10,000. 
And I've come to accept that he deserves to be priced in that range. Had 53.5 in his last game. That was kind of coming off a bit of a cold streak, though. And this is a terribly difficult matchup against Chris Middleton and the Bucks. I like it. Uh, mine, I'm not going to give Joel Embiid. I'm going to give Carl Anthony Towns instead. Uh, the reason is, is I think people might chase some fantasy points here. He put up 71.4 last night, 59.4 the game before, and now Tosh Gibson might be out, so he might have to play a few extra minutes if it's even possible to play more than 40. And I, I just don't like the pace of play, and I don't like the matchup with Utah. They're on the back-to-back. I think that I'm going to fade Carl Anthony Towns tonight. Yeah, on the surface, it seems like a terrible pace of play and an absolute nightmare of a matchup against Rudy Gobert. Utah is not really a good matchup for any position. So the only thing would be what Carl Anthony Towns has done without Jimmy Butler this year and the fact that if they're without Taj Gibson and he plays 40 minutes, he might just accumulate enough numbers to validate that price. But center is very deep, and Andre Drummond's only $400 more, and I know you think he's a lot better player. Yes, no, of course. much no, better player. you don't at no. all, but he seems to just continue doing what he's doing. Let's move over to the sports line odds page. The Golden State Warriors, 12 and a half point favorites at Atlanta. They could beat this team by 40 if they wanted to. It's a 226.5 over under. Any chance we get any Warriors resting tonight? Um, yeah, I mean, they might be end game resting. Uh, you know, Atlanta is one of the stops on the NBA tour that, uh, is fun for the NBA players and wouldn't shock me if there's a little end game resting going on, but I, I don't think that anyone's going to actually be ruled out before the game starts. The Hawks have been awful against both small forwards and centers. Center doesn't really matter for the Warriors, but Kevin Durant's 10,200. How do you rank Durant with the other elite options on this slate? Westbrook, Giannis, Embiid, Drummond, Towns, Oladipo. Uh, I think that Durant is probably... I mean, it's really close. I mean, I think Westbrook is the clear number one uh, against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Giannis is probably slightly still above Durant. So I would say Durant's probably third or fourth, and that's going to be either third over Joel Embiid or just below Joel Embiid. The thing that I do like for Giannis, and we'll talk about him more later, is Durant's in a spot where he's a 12.5-point favorite. Westbrook's going up against the Suns. Both of those guys have a pretty low probability of playing a full complement of minutes, but they are playing just atrocious defenses. This is a pace-up spot, I assume, for the Hawks. They will be chasing the score. They'll probably get minutes against subs. Who do you like the most from Atlanta? Oh, man, from Atlanta. I, I mean, I probably am not playing a bunch of guys from Atlanta, but if I had, you know, if I absolutely had to pick, uh, I, I think, Maybe Prince could be worth a look here. Uh, you know, okay. you look at his game log, he's been great. 34 and 40, 28. Uh, you know, two of those games were against the Pacers and one against the Lakers. So it's not exactly the same competition. Uh, but he, he should have the opportunity here. Um, I think he's an interesting pivot from someone like Michael Beasley tonight. Yeah. And 5,400 on FanDuel. Baby Damari is a very fine option. Who do you like on the Warriors besides pot- the possibility of playing Durant? Uh, I think Steph Curry deserves a look um, for the same reason that we kind of talked about with uh, with Russell Westbrook a little bit. The chances of Westbrook playing a full game are probably pretty low against Phoenix, although Phoenix maybe could hang around. Uh, but I think Curry, you know, this is a matchup that's excellent for Curry. He could maybe match Westbrook if Westbrook only gets three quarters and Curry somehow gets the fourth. And, and you, you save a lot of money by doing that. So I think Curry's an interesting play. 
Yeah, 2,500 less on FanDuel over on DraftKings. He's 2,000 below him, so he's a bit little better value on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. You don't seem as excited as I kind of expected over the highest over-under on the slate. But the Knicks and Clippers are just one point below them at 225.5. I assume you're going to have a lot more interest in this game. A nine-point favorite the Clippers are. I'm not sure they should be a nine-point favorite over anyone. Yeah, the Clippers really definitely should not be nine-point favorites. I think that maybe five or six is a more appropriate number here. Uh, so I think that this will be a very competitive game. Uh, obviously, my must-play of the day, Michael Beasley, is coming from this one. But there are several guys that I like, uh, especially for the New York Knicks. Uh, number two guy in this game for me is definitely Trey Burke. You're finally buying in to Trey Burke's jump shooting. I, I mean, I, I think I have to at this point. The matchup with the Clippers is not an intimidating one at all, really. And, you know, on this slate, uh, we're seeing that he's going to get at least 25 minutes, it looks like. So, yeah, I think that uh, at 5,400, I can play him one more time. Yeah, my problem is, and I'm not saying you're wrong, and I don't dislike the idea of just saying guys are hot. I'm going to play, ride them while they're hot. But I don't think we can expect this to continue for Trey Burke. Then again, I said the same thing about Deion Waiters last year after five games for the Heat, and he did it for the entire rest of the season. So we'll just have to wait and see. I like Lou Williams a lot in this spot without Danilo Gallinari. His price up to $8,000 again. I'm going to assume because his last game was an abject disaster with only 20 fantasy points at that $8,000 price tag, his ownership is going to be lower. I like Lou Williams a lot. Yeah, no, I will definitely have Lou Williams. Uh, I mean, I think that this game is certainly more stackable than the last game we just talked about with the Warriors. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely I'm going to have lineups where I have Beasley, Lou Williams, Trey Burke. Those three for sure will be in a lot of my lineups tonight. You mentioned the guys the Clippers are playing that don't really have any business playing all the minutes they, they are. A lot of times those guys can be pretty decent value guys right now. Is there anybody cheap in this game for the Clippers that you have interest in? Uh, I mean, the one guy that I think you could look at is C.J. Williams. Um, you know, the C.J. Williams experiment went all right the first time around. It did not here in the uh, the return against the Houston Rockets. Played 21 minutes, only scored 7.5 fantasy points. Uh, I think that that's going to scare a ton of people off. But if you need to punt a position tonight, I don't really have an issue with playing C.J. Williams at 3,500 if it allows you to get another stud in your lineup. Third highest over under the night and the only other game above 220, the Oklahoma City Thunder, eight-point favorites at Phoenix. Again, 223 is the over under. Westbrook, you said, is the most likely guy to be the highest scoring player on the slate. That makes a lot of sense because he's by far the most expensive, 11,900 on FanDuel. Are you making an effort to get Westbrook in your lineup or are you more interested in taking him first overall on draft? Uh, I'm going to take him first overall on draft. I don't think that it makes a lot of sense to try and force him in on FanDuel here. I, I think that, you know, w- given the blowout concerns, I think that Steph Curry's probably a slightly better option. I, I think I agree. I'm going to stick with the idea that Carmel Anthony is a tournament play, even though his re- recent production had just been absolute trash. Yeah, no, Carmelo Anthony's definitely a tournament play in this game. And, and to that point, I, I mean, Paul George is too. Um, you know, what I would probably do with this, with the Westbrook situation is I would probably fade Russell Westbrook on salary cap sites and maybe in a tournament play Paul George and Carmelo Anthony together and then get a guy like Josh Jackson from Phoenix in there, kind of stack this game up, hoping that, you know, maybe it does remain competitive. And if it does remain competitive 
it's probably because Russell Westbrook might be struggling a little, which means Paul George and Carmelo are maybe carrying a little more of the weight. So that's probably how I'm going to handle this game on salary cap sites. You mentioned Josh Jackson, and I I, I want to know. I'd like it if at some point during this podcast we got official news on T.J. Warren. But if T.J. Warren's out, Josh Jackson, 5,700 on FanDuel, had a monster game in his last outing, 40 minutes, 52.4 FanDuel points. Is Josh Jackson a must-play if T.J. Warren's out? Uh, yeah, he is a must-play for me. If, if Warren's out, it's as simple as Michael Beasley, Josh Jackson at small forward on FanDuel for me. Uh, I, I mean, I don't mind putting Josh Jackson in right now, even not knowing the status of T.J. Warren. Uh, cause he's still probably gonna, you know, even with performances like that one and some of the others that we've seen, uh, I think he's still gonna play close to 30 minutes here. I mean, even if Warren plays, you know, 25 minutes is maybe as, as low as he goes in this one. So, I, I like Josh Jackson a lot tonight. And, you know, I, I personally kinda hope we don't get that news that early because I'm gonna play him either way. Dragon Bender still 4100. He's been living in that 20 to 25 point range for the most part. He has almost no floor at all, but he's got a ceiling of seven times value at 4,100. Yeah, very interesting tournament play. I, I need some more information on this one, though, because what we're used to seeing with Tyson Chandler, he's been listed as doubtful almost every game and, and you know, obviously gets ruled out hours before. Today, they've got him listed as questionable. So that makes me, you know, I'm a little more nervous and a little hesitant on Bender at this point. But if Tyson Chandler's out, TJ Warren's out, then, yeah, I think you can fire him up. And, you know, this becomes a game that's very stackable. Let's move on to the Toronto Raptors, three and a half point favorites at Washington. This should be a pretty interesting game with a Wizards team playing very good without John Wall, 216.5 over under. It seems to me, though, and, and you may have different feelings, that this is a better game for watching basketball or for what it actually means in terms of basketball than it is for DFS. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more there. I think, you know, if you want to watch a basketball game, 100% agree. This is the game to watch. Uh, DFS, I mean, there are plays in the game that you can use in tournaments. I mean, Lowry, DeRozan, those guys are always in play. Uh, but as far as, you know, my core group of guys tonight, I, I really don't have a ton of interest in this game. I am in the same exact spot. So we'll move on to Charlotte at Philadelphia. The Sixers, Second half of a back-to-back just beat the Cavs. They're four-point favorites over Charlotte with a 215 over-under. I'm assuming Joel Embiid is going to play, but there is certainly a chance that he rests. Yeah, no, he is listed as probable. Um, you know, there's definitely a chance that he rests. That's something you're going to have to monitor going forward. Um, you know, I, I think that is, you know, he's a great tournament play, but I don't think that Embiid is, uh, is someone that's going to be in my core group of players tonight either, just because I do think there's a lot of risk on the back-to-back. I, I think that even if he does play, they would be wise to limit his minutes a little bit here. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't have a ton of interest in Embiid, but I, I don't hate him. If you know, obviously I understand the upside if someone wants to play him. Kimball Walker looks like a value to me in this one. It's 7,800 on FanDuel. He is coming off a clunker against Boston because the Celtics blew him out and he didn't play late in that game, but he certainly has 50-point upside at 7,800. Yeah, I like Kemba Walker a lot. He's definitely a player that I've had my eye on all day so far, um, especially there on FanDuel at 7,800. I I love the fact that he's going up against the Sixers who are on the back-to-back after that you know, pretty big win over the Cavs last night. I know the Cavs aren't great right now, but that's a big win for them, and they really gave a lot of effort to win that game. Uh, so they're definitely tired here in this spot. So, yeah, Kemba Walker is one of my favorite value plays at point guard. And they're not a very good defensive team in the first place, especially against point guards where they're the third worst in the NBA. I would expect they'll be even worse 
coming off an emotional victory like that. Anybody else in this game you're really interested in? I think you have to be a little interested in Dwight Howard. Um, I think, you know, this matchup with Embiid is one that he's probably looking forward to a little bit, kind of show that he's still kind of got it. Uh, I, I like that, you know, Embiid, if he does play, is not well-rested at all here. Uh, so I think Dwight Howard, you know, in all of my projection models, he is popping up as one of the best plays at the center position tonight. Uh, at 7,500, I mean, I know rebounds are competitive in this game, but he sure feels like a lock for a double-double here. I love his double-double chances. I love him on DraftKings where he's even $200 less, and he doesn't preclude me from playing any other centers. I'm going to go ahead and lock him into our DraftKings lineup with Michael Beasley and Jabari Parker, and we'll move on to Memphis. Denver, 7.5-point favorite at Memphis, 214.5 over-under. It's going to be a bit of a gross game, but because there's so many guys out for Memphis, I feel like this is where we're going to find some of our value. Yeah, no, there's definitely value to go around here. Uh, I mean, I think the situation that I'm most interested in now is the fact that Jermichael Green is questionable, uh, knowing that Deontay Davis is already ruled out. Uh, if you get a situation like that and you know that Mark Gasol is going to be tied up with Jokic, I think that Jarrell Martin becomes one of the best value plays on the slate if Jermichael Green is ruled out. Even if he's not ruled out, he's still going to get some minutes. So I, I think Jarrell Martin is someone that needs to be on your radar. Well, yeah, he's played at least 30 minutes in four of his last five games. Two of those games, he topped 30 fantasy points, which would be great at 5,200. Two of those games, he was under 20. So there's there's definitely a wide range of outcomes. He might be a candidate for all-tournament team, but probably not if Green is out, because he's, then he's going to be higher owned. Right. Yeah, no, it's just a situation to monitor. But like I said, he's a guy that needs to be on your radar. I'm not ready to say we're locking him in lineups at this point at, at 5,200. Uh, I mean, we clearly prefer your must-play Jabari Parker over him at this point, but someone to definitely keep your eye on uh, this afternoon and head over to Sportsline and you know see what we've got later there. Yeah, we may just lock him in on DraftKings because he's only 4,500, so it's a little better value over there. Detroit is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Orlando. Magic pretty terrible defensively. Your boy Andre Drummond is back over $10,000. Tell us to fade Andre Drummond. All right, fade Andre Drummond tonight because I, you know, I, I'm going to be the Blake Griffin whisperer. I'm going to pull Blake Griffin out of this slump that he is in. Uh, I'm not ready to say he was my must play of the day, obviously, because Michael Beasley has earned that right. But Blake Griffin is someone that I will be playing tonight. 7,400 on FanDuel. I, I might look like a fool when he only scores 24 fantasy points again. But I'm going to play Blake Griffin tonight. I like this matchup with Orlando. Uh, I, I think that Blake Griffin is someone you need to have in some lineups tonight. We're putting Blake Griffin in with Jabari Parker on FanDuel. So uh, I, I am totally on board with you being the Blake Griffin whisperer. I mean, you, we've nailed Andre Drummond so far, right? Oh, yeah, I couldn't be more right about Andre Drummond. So On, on cool. the Orlando side of this thing, Vooch is pretty much back to his normal workload in terms of minutes, living in the 29 to 32-minute range. He's 7,500. There's... It's it's tough because I would expect he's going to play all the minutes he can handle because of the big men of Detroit, but it's a tough night to get rebounds. Yeah, very tough night to get rebounds, which is why it you know seems a little silly that I'm recommending Blake Griffin so heavily here. But uh, I, I don't have a ton of interest in Vuce. I think that you know for the same money and given the matchups, I probably prefer Dwight Howard. Okay. How bad have the things gotten for the Chicago Bulls? They are one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to the Dallas Mavericks, a team whose owner told the players not to try anymore. This game has a 212.5 over-under. 
is there anyone you're interested in? I mean, this is not one of those games that you want to watch if you want to watch a good basketball game. This is a gross, disgusting basketball game, but it has a very small over-under. It has two bad defensive teams. This could be the surprise overtime, stupid 120-point game. Uh, yes, no, this definitely could be that game. Uh, I, I think the guy that I'm most interested in is Denzel Valentine, but the problem is, is he plays small forward. I've already locked Beasley in, and we've talked about several other situations, especially the Josh Jackson situation that we're monitoring. Uh, you know, if for some reason Warren plays, Tyson Chandler plays, then I think Denzel Valentine can be the guy that you could look to at 4,800 to fill out that second small forward spot. Just kind of, I, I like him in this game, knowing that Justin Holiday's out. He's going to play 30 minutes, but he's really the only one that I'm looking at in this game. Okay, Cristiano Felicio scored 26 fantasy points in his last outing, a point per minute against Dwight Howard and the Charlotte Hornets. This is a more desirable matchup, but you, yeah, this, so this is obviously his bad game, right? Yeah, he'll play 14 minutes and score 7.4 fantasy points. So it sounds like a good night to play Bobby Porter's. Yeah, it could be. I mean, if, you know, if I could ever figure out Felicio, I would, uh, I would be doing a lot better. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's just so hard with these bad teams that are not like with a team that's competing, we can, we have a pretty good idea of which team players make the team better. And so it's pretty easy to project minutes. These teams don't really care about which players make them better. And they're, they're distributing minutes in a way that's not consistent with trying to win. So on a night-to-night basis, predicting how many minutes these guys are going to play is very difficult. Yeah, no, it's a very difficult situation. And, you know, Felicio, I'm just, I really don't want to talk about him anymore. He's, uh, he's frustrating me on Andre Drummond levels right now. So I feel like this week we've had a hard time finding forwards and that is just not the case tonight. I've got another one for you. The Bulls have been killed down low. They get destroyed by big men. Dwight Powell has played 32 and 37 minutes in his last two games, put up 42 FanDuel points against Oklahoma City, and he's 5,600 on FanDuel. I think I like Dwight Powell tonight. I like Dwight Powell a lot, but here I'll tell you, this is the scenario where I'm going to play Dwight Powell. I'm going to play Dwight Powell if Jermichael Green gets ruled out and everyone and you know all the public flocks to Darrell Martin at 5,200, I will gladly pivot and play $5,600 Dwight Powell. That's where I'm going to play Dwight Powell tonight. Okay. And that's, but you'd still rather play Jabari Parker than Powell? I would play Jabari Parker right now, most likely, but I, I totally get the interest in Powell. Uh, I think that I just want to take advantage of, of ownership a little more. When I know there's going to be a little more chalky option, then I'm going to try to look to Powell tonight. The Indiana Pacers are at the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks, three and a half point favorites with a 212 over under Giannis is probably our second favorite player in terms of the highest point total for the night. He's also considerably cheaper than Russell Westbrook. Is Giannis your favorite star to play? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, uh, you know, he's dealing with a little bit of an eye injury, which is kind of concerning, but you know, it's nothing serious to the point where he's even questionable. He's listed as probable. So just something to take note of, but yeah, he's definitely probably my favorite, uh, my favorite star. Well, and especially over on DraftKings where he's just 10,100. I think that uh, makes the decision quite a bit easier. He's pretty tough to fit in on FanDuel at 11,000 when you, you don't want to put him in place of Michael Beasley or Josh Jackson. Who would your second favorite play in this game be, or do you like anybody else in this game? Um, well, I, it wouldn't be my second favorite play, but I think people are probably going to play Sterling Brown. 
Uh, knowing that Tony Snell's out, Brown's probably going to get the start. He's another $3,500 punt option at shooting guard. Uh, so I think you, you can look at him if you want to try to get another stud in the lineup. Uh, but the other guy that I think is interesting is uh, Chris Middleton. The, you know, the price point has really come crashing down over on DraftKings. I think that this is a spot where Middleton is a pretty decent tournament play on DraftKings. Yeah, just 6,600 for Middleton, and and he's kind of earned that a little bit with a 23.25 in his last game and a 29.5 with that before that. But I I do like Middleton's price on DraftKings. I like getting him in the lineup. I think he's going to give Victor Oladipo fits. Yes, definitely. So like they're going to have him out there tonight. I I just think that this is a spot where kind of like Blake Griffin, you know, they both they're they've earned the pricing with their recent performances. But I, I think it's a similar situation where he really gets back on track tonight. Minnesota Timberwolves at the Utah Jazz. They're six and a half point underdogs with a 209 over under. Should anyone care? Um, no, not really. I mean, I guess the only situation where we should care is if we get early news that Taj Gibson is out. Okay. Because if Taj Gibson's out, I mean, I do think it's a situation where we're going to have to look at Gorgie Jang. I, I think that he's going to be, you know, at 4K, I think he's going to be right back to playing 35 minutes like he used to. Uh, I mean, because Towns can't play anymore. Towns is already playing 40 minutes. It's like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't see how they can get much bigger since Jimmy's not there. Um, I and you don't really that, want to play too small against Utah. Right, exactly. So I, I think that Gorgie Jang is the guy that uh, you should be looking at. Uh, you know, I just ran a simulation here with Gibson out and he does become a top three overall value on the slate. So definitely someone that we will be keeping an eye on if we get news on Tosh Gibson. Okay. Let's just move over to the lineups then on FanDuel. I've got locked in Kimball Walker at point guard, Lou Williams at shooting guard, Michael Beasley and Josh Jackson at small forward, Jabari Parker and Blake Griffin at power forward and Dwight Howard at center. That sound like a good group to you. Yeah, it's a very, uh, very balanced lineup. And I, I like that a lot because, you know, all of those players have really big potential here on this, you know, in these matchups. So with our last two spots, we've got 6,600 left. Do we stay balanced and choose a couple players in that range? Andrew Wiggins is 6,500 despite a bad matchup at Utah. That seems like a decent price. Uh, yeah, especially if, uh, if Taj is out too, it's just going to be more scoring load goes to Andrew Wiggins, uh, because, you know, Georgie Jang's going to come in, but he's not going to score 25 actual points. So, yeah, I, I do think Wiggins is a, a really fine option here in this spot. We put Wiggins in. That leaves us for our final point guard position, 6,700. I believe there's one player priced at that range. It's Chris Dunn of the Bulls going up against the Dallas Mavericks. He has shown you that he can go for 40 and he can go for 15, and it doesn't really matter how many minutes he plays. This is not a bad matchup. Do you like Dunn better or somebody like Ricky Rubio, Dennis Smith Jr., Austin Rivers. Uh, I would probably play Chris Dunn in this spot. Uh, I think that, you know, he's not going to be highly owned at all tonight, which is, you know, really what you want. He's playing at home. You know, the pace of play isn't ideal, obviously, but Dallas is far from a great defensive team. So, yeah, give me Chris Dunn in this spot. I, I kind of like him here. I like the way he fits with the rest of this lineup. So Walker and Dunn at point guard, Lou Williams and Andrew Wiggins at shooting guard, Michael Beasley and Josh Jackson at small forward. Jabari Parker and Blake Griffin at power forward, Dwight Howard at center. And I know it seems like we're just not really using any of the studs. We're going with a more balanced approach. So we're going to change that over on DraftKings. I'm going to lock 
Giannis into the lineup. And the one place that you can guarantee that you will change that is over on draft, where you don't have to worry about how expensive the stars are. You get to play them every single night. And the best part is your chances of winning on draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites. You get to make some money. Plus, you get to do snake drafts. That's the best part of fantasy. You can draft against one person, two people, up to ten people. It's really fun. You don't have to worry about fitting players into your budget. Just draft the best players. We also have a great offer for our listeners. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code SPORTSLINE. Play in a real money draft for free just by using our promo code SPORTSLINE. But it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it. They're even offering our listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code SPORTSLINE. Moving over to our DraftKings lineup before we have our draft, Mike. I've locked down all but two positions already. Just like on FanDuel, they are guards. So again, a totally different feel from the last couple of nights in DFS. We're now searching for value at guard and not at forward. But I have Chris Middleton at shooting guard, Jabari Parker at small forward, Michael Beasley at power forward. You can flip-flop those if you want. Dwight Howard at center, Jarrell Martin at forward, and Giannis Antetokounmpo at utility. So we do have a star now in Antetokounmpo. We still have 5,500 per play remaining. We need a point guard, and we need a guard. Do you have a value at guard that you really like tonight? Um, a value at guard. Well... I mean, I think that Austin Rivers, if that counts, uh, Denzel Valentine, he can play the shooting guard or guard position. I think at 4,800 is someone I want to look at now because we did just get news that TJ Warren is going to start. Uh, it looks like Tyson Chandler's out, but Warren's going to start. So that does hit Josh Jackson a little bit. So I think that maybe we should try to get in uh, Denzel Valentine at the guard position. And that will leave us just enough money for Austin Rivers. So Austin Rivers at point guard, Middleton at shooting guard, Parker at small forward, Beasley, Howard, Valentine, Jarrell Martin, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not quite as balanced. We've got to get a little bit stars and scrubsier there. Yeah, no, we definitely got a little bit more stars and scrubsier there. And uh, just looking at it there, you could also, if you don't like Valentine, you could definitely play Trey Burke, uh, who's the guy that you know I like. You may not be as interested in him. But you can still play Trey Burke and get Austin Rivers in there. Well, and they're kind of opposite type guys, aren't they? Like, we know Denzel Valentine's going to do all of the things. Maybe we just don't know if he's going to make shots. Right. Uh, four of 16 against the Brooklyn Nets. What a night that could have been if he could have made a few shots because he still scored 36 fantasy points in that game. Trey Burke, much more likely to make shots, far less likely to do anything else. Speaking of shots, I'm going to get some shots tonight because on draft, I'm going to get Russell Westbrook because I have the first pick once again, Mike McClure. Of course you do. Congratulations. Do you, like, do you have the results from our last draft? Uh, no, they got deleted somehow. I don't, I don't, I can't find them. Okay. I, I'm going to take that as a W. And speaking of W, I'm going to start this draft with the number one player on the slate, Russell Westbrook. He's on my team. Go right ahead, Mike. All right. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I, you know, at this point, I don't have any choice but to take Giannis. So Giannis is the guy that I'm definitely going to have to take here. Um, now, center, we talked about that. It's so loaded tonight that I don't really have much incentive to take a center. So I'm going to have to take either another forward or a guard. And the knowing strategy that you've already here got, is interesting. It's very interesting. Ah, man. 
Yeah, give me give me Kevin Durant just because of looking at the forward position. I'm going to take the two best forwards. No, I think that makes a lot of sense, and and you got the next two best players in Giannis and Kevin Durant. The the interesting thing is I can just go ahead and take a guard and center now because I know that you're not taking another forward. So I'm going to have Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry in the same lineup tonight, and I like that a lot. The projections over on draft really like Drummond and Towns more than Joel Embiid. I'm going to go with Joel Embiid, though. I like it. You're in a great spot there. you got Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid. Um, And the great thing about draft here is if we get news that Russell Westbrook is out, or I mean if Joel Embiid is out, all you have to do is swap him out. Yes, Uh, that, that is a very nice feature. All right, so guards. Oh, man, I'm in a rough spot here. I'm going to take Devin Booker. Okay. Um, we didn't really talk about him. So we did. he's priced too high on DraftKings and FanDuel, but you like him on draft? Yeah, I like him on draft. Uh, I mean, I think he's going to score. I think that the Suns are probably going to let him play in garbage time still. So I, I think that that's a good spot for him. And then the other guy I'm going to take is... Ooh, I'm going to take sweet Lou Williams. I think that, you know, the draft projections don't have him as high, but I like Lou Williams a lot tonight. I think he's got a ton of upside. Well, I will take your boy Blake Griffin and bet on the breakout with you. So he's going to be in my lineup. I need one final forward. Your other boy, Michael Beasley, is there. So is Chris Middleton. We had him in a lot of lineups. We didn't talk about Draymond Green. I don't know that he's going to fit in a lot of my lineups, but I do expect him to score more than those guys. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a pretty good bet. You got to pick one more player. You got to pick between your stay away Carl Anthony Towns or your arch nemesis Andre Drummond. Uh, I'm going to take Andre Drummond and kind of hope that I'm wrong about Blake Griffin, I guess, tonight and hope that Andre Drummond just does everything for the Pistons. And once again, you have the lineup that I want. And there we are. It does look like you are favored to win by 0.6 points. So the streak of victories for Heath Cummings, I don't even know how long that streak is. I'm pretty sure it's two, uh, may not continue tonight. I've got Westbrook, Curry, Griffin, Green, and Embiid. You have Booker, Williams, Giannis, Durant, and Drummond, two teams built in entirely different ways. But it projects to be a very close matchup. That will do it for the Friday edition of the Sportsline DFS podcast. We'll talk to you next week.